Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. What kind of life did the apostles have in the New Testament? The Apostle Paul described it in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to discuss that life in today's Life Study program. This is Matt Miller, and Ron Kangas has joined me for today's discussion about the life produced by the New Covenant Ministry. Ron, it's good to have you for such a special program today. Uh, it's good to be here. On the one hand, the life is produced by the New Testament ministry, the New Covenant ministry. But we may also say, on the other hand, that this life is the New Covenant ministry. Because with Paul, the ministry and the life were one reality. That's a good opening word, Ron. At the end of the program, Witness Lee is actually going to make a comment that the ministry is not activities, it's a life, it's who we are. In our recent Life Study programs, we've been discussing the ministry of the Spirit and the ministry of righteousness from Second Corinthians chapter 3. Today we move into chapter 4 and we see what kind of life is produced from such a ministry. For starters, I'll read chapter 4 verses 8 through 12, and then I'll ask you, Ron, to give us an introductory synopsis of today's program. We are pressed on every side, but not constricted, unable to find a way out, but not utterly without a way out, persecuted, but not abandoned, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the putting to death of Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who are alive are always being delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then, death operates in us, but life in you. Ron? That last verse, death operates in us, but life in you. What Paul is referring to here is not common human sufferings that are virtually universal. Neither is he talking about the kind of suffering that Jacob endured in the early decades of his life when he was under the discipline of the Holy Spirit. Rather, this is a kind of suffering that's part of the ministering life that is a ministry constituted with and that imparts Christ's resurrection life. Please recall that back in chapter 1, Paul mentions that they were under such severe pressure that they despaired of life, and they had this answer or this sentence in themselves of death. Then he goes on to say, so that... We would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. That's the God of resurrection. 
So now we are, three chapters later, considering the living of the apostles as they're carrying out their ministry, and they are continually experiencing the putting to death of Jesus, that is, the fellowship of Christ's sufferings, mentioned in Colossians one twenty-four, for the sake of the body, and at the same time, they are releasing and imparting the resurrection life of Christ into the believers. So in 4.12, he comes to the essential matter of what ministry is. Death, that is the death of Jesus, the putting to death of Jesus, operates in us so that life may operate in the saints. The saints are the recipients of the Spirit as life, as resurrection life, The apostles are channels of this life by their daily living, the life of experiencing the Lord in the fellowship of his sufferings, knowing the power of his resurrection, being constituted with his resurrection life, and flowing out, imparting, ministering this life into the believers. That's why Paul says, death operates in us life in you. Thanks, Ron, for that opening word. Let's go to Witness Lee now for the life study of Second Corinthians program number 30, which is actually printed message number 31. Here's Witness Lee. When you come to chapter 4, all these points from chapter 3, the Spirit, righteousness, transformation, and glory all become experiential. Spirit becomes life. Transformation becomes renewing. The temporary glory becomes the eternal glory. Now you have uh, the manifestation of life. This equals to what? This equals to the manifestation of the Spirit. Paul, you told us that your ministry is the ministry of Spirit. You have to confirm this. Paul says, okay, let me confirm to you. When I came to you, Corinthians, didn't you see something manifested upon me? What manifested? What did you see upon me? Did you see the Jewish religion? No. Did you see the uh, Jewish philosophy? No. Did you see the Jewish habits, Jewish practice, Jewish customs? No. What did you see upon me? All the Corinthians had to admit, we have seen upon you, Paul, the manifestation of life. We surely saw that. Then Paul would say, what is life? Life is just experience spirit. When the spirit is experienced by me, that's life. When I came to you, I was that living When I came to you, I was that powerful. Not only so, when I came to you, I was that humble. I was that forbearing. When I come to you, I was that kind. To say living, I was the most living. What's that? That is the manifestation of the spirit experienced by me. So, my ministry is a ministry of the Spirit. 
manifested in me as life. While this life is manifested on me, it is working on you. This is a confirmation to the ministry of the Spirit. Ron, the manifestation of the Spirit in the Apostle Paul as life confirmed his ministry. Can you develop this matter of the manifestation of life? In chapter 3, Paul identifies the nature of the New Covenant ministry. It's the ministry of the Spirit. The very essence of the New Covenant ministry is the Spirit. It's not a ministry of letter, but of the Spirit. Then in chapter 4, what we have is a manifestation of this ministry of the Spirit. Admittedly, anything that's of the Spirit is mysterious. In a sense, it's abstract. It's invisible. It's not tangible. But in chapter 4... This ministry of the Spirit, actually the Spirit himself, is manifested in Paul and the other apostles as life. The Corinthians could see an expression, a manifestation of something in this person, Paul, who was among them, bringing them the full gospel of God the message of salvation, the revelation concerning God's purpose, what they saw was a unique and marvelous expression of life. And that manifestation of life corresponds to the ministry of the Spirit in chapter 3. It's rather easy for someone to claim I have the ministry of the Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit. Well, if we read with care these two chapters from 2 Corinthians, we will see that Paul's testimony by his being and his living is that such a claim needs to be borne out. There needs to be an evidence of this, an expression of this. And that is life manifested in the midst of death. The life that is Christ himself, the Christ who said, I am the resurrection and the life. This life, resurrection life, was exhibited in Paul all the time, in every kind of situation. And that manifestation of life corresponds to the ministry of the Spirit And that manifestation of life was a proof and evidence that Paul truly had the New Covenant ministry, the ministry of the Spirit. Ron, that's a good description of the confirmation of Paul's ministry seen in chapter 4. Let's go on, and Witness Lee's going to develop that thought a little more. A confirmation to the ministry of the Spirit is this. Paul says, okay, when I came to you, upon me, full of the manifestation of life, how could this manifestation be? 
What carried out this manifestation? Carlton, you know, when I came to you, I had some problems on my body. Don't you remember? Carlton, when I came to you, I was somewhat sick. And I had that position. And I had the persecution. I had a lot of troubles even from you. If I came to you without any trouble, just warm welcome, a loving kisses. If I came to you in that kind, wonderful, comfortable condition, do you believe would that be possible to have any manifestation of life? No. In a very comfortable environment, no chance for life to be manifested. People opposing you. People persecute you. People criticize you. People make everything hard to you. And you yourself either have stomach trouble or has some kind of a weakness in your body. My goodness. Outside persecutions, inside stomach trouble. And in between all the things are troublers. Lots of problems. You know what I mean? Under this kind of condition, a very troublesome condition, that was the condition where the Apostle Paul was in. It was that kind of condition that afforded the Apostle Paul a good chance to have the spirit within him manifested as life. Ron Witness Lee said that there's no chance for this life to be manifested in a comfortable situation. Can you develop this thought? This is what I presently understand that to mean. When we are in a comfortable situation, comfortable there means our soul, our self, our natural life is at ease. And so we just lapse into a certain way of living according to the natural human life. It may not be evil. It might not even be sinful. It might be ethically good, but it expresses the self. But when someone is put into a situation in which the weight, the pressure, the demands, the affliction break through that layer of the natural life and the self. Then the way is opened for the divine life, for the spirit in our spirit, to have a way out through our soul and to be expressed. This is what we have in Second Corinthians. The ministering life, the divine life that is the evidence of the ministry of the spirit, is simply not manifested through a human life of comfort and ease and affluence. As we try to just point out, such an environment just is so conducive to one's living in the self and caring for the comfort of the self. Ministry requires the spirit indwelling us 
to be manifested as resurrection life. And Paul, who according to 1 Timothy 1.16, was presented as a pattern to us, Paul, as a pattern, shows that the genuine New Covenant ministry is carried out in the midst of afflictions, trials, hardships, deprivation, sufferings, which are not intended to be ends in themselves, but to be the means through which the Spirit is manifested as life. This is ministry. This is the manifestation of life that is the evidence that one truly is carrying out the ministry of the Spirit. Ron, this is quite a deep definition of ministry, and I just want to read a quick verse from 2 Corinthians 4 at the beginning of the chapter. Therefore, having this ministry, as we have been shown mercy, we do not lose heart. I think today's program, we're seeing more of what this ministry is that Paul talked about. We are. It is not what is commonly called ministry in religious circles today. It's in an altogether different realm. This ministry is the impartation into others of Christ as the resurrection life that has been wrought into our being through the cross by the Spirit and then is manifested and imparted through the sufferings of the ministering one. That is very close to what Paul means by this ministry. We do not lose heart. You read chapter 4. You read further on in the epistle, the kind of pressure he was always under. But that did not bother him because he was governed by the realization, it is in this kind of situation that my ministry the ministry of life, is carried out. He did not want pity. He did not want a reward from the saints. He was simply testifying, this is the real ministry. This is the new covenant ministry. This is the ministry of the Spirit manifested as life in the midst of all kinds of hardships. Hmm. Thanks, Ron. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's Life Study program. In uh, verses 8 and 9, four things are mentioned. We are afflicted. That means we are troubled, afflicted. We are attacked from four directions. From the front, from the back, from the right, from the left. Afflicted, but not straightened. This is life. Not sitting is life. We are perplexed. Perplexed means what? No way out. We are shut up, but not despairing. Not utterly without a way out. (laughs) We are in a situation without any way to get out, but not utterly so. Paul, if you look into your Greek, you could see In this aspect, Paul is playing the word. Without a way out, are unable to find a way out. But not utterly unable. Unable to find a way out, but not utterly unable. 
How do they? This is life. Verse 9. Number 3. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Number 4. Cast down, but not destroyed. The first part of this four points affords an opportunity to have the life manifested. Afflicted or affliction affords you an opportunity to have life manifested. Afflicted but not straightened. Life overcomes affliction. You read these four points. Afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, cast down. What happenings could be worse than this? Yet, Paul was living. He was cast down, but not destroyed. He was persecuted, but not forsaken. He was afflicted, but not treated. He was perplexed, but not despairing. Life is there. So, Paul illustrated in such a way by using himself as an example. He presented his own experience as a confirmation of his ministry. This means he became one with his ministry. What he was was the ministry. What he lived was the ministry. Not what he did, not what he worked, but what he was, what he lived was the ministry. Our ministry is one of the Spirit, and our living is just that ministry. Our living is full of life. We lived by the Spirit, but life came out of us. We lived by the Spirit, but life was manifested to you. And life was ministered to you. When life enters you, this life right away in you becomes the Spirit. When you live out the Spirit, it becomes life to others. This is a confirmation of the ministry. Well, Ron, that's a good place to stop and conclude. I'll give you the final word today. What Paul lived was really the ministry, wasn't it? You have Paul's being, that is his person, Paul's living, and Paul's ministry. They're all one thing. Ministry to him was not an occupation. It was not a job. It was not a profession. It was not something you did X number of hours a day. The New Testament ministry is carried out by persons constituted with the crucified and resurrected Christ as the life-giving Spirit. Such a Christ is their being. It's their constitution. It's what they are. It's the new creation Paul mentions in chapter 5, verse 17. It is the renewed, transformed person. Such a person spontaneously lives what he is in whatever environment the sovereign God might arrange. That living becomes the manifestation 
of the life, which is the evidence of the Spirit. And that manifestation, that evidence, issues in the impartation, the dispensing of this same resurrection life into human vessels that are open to receive it. This is the new covenant ministry, which is identical with the new covenant ministers. If there's any message we can take away from this particular program, it is that the ministry is the life and person of the minister. The new covenant minister is constituted with Christ. He lives this Christ. This Christ is manifested as life. The death of Jesus operates in such a one, constantly releasing the resurrection life and causing that life to operate in the believers. This is ministry. Ron, we've run out of time, so I'm going to need to invite our listeners to uh, call us if they'd like to find out more about this ministry of life that we've gone through in the life study of 2 Corinthians. It's available if you call us at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Ron, thanks for being with us today. Glad to be here. And thank you also for joining us. On behalf of Ron Kangas, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.